Step inside the fictional bookshop and immersive storytelling experience for book lovers. Explore the first chapter of your new favorite book, from epic adventures to fantastic worlds to cozy characters. You hurry down the country lane as quick as you can manage in the cool dawn morning. Your footsteps crunch on the gravel and you look up to see the small village come into view just past a copse of trees. You haven't had your morning cup of joy yet, but forgot you needed a gift for an event later today. So you rushed out the door and headed down the lane. Reaching the edge of the village, you jog up to the corner shop, but it's closed. Given how early it is, you're not surprised, but you still need a gift. You hurry down the sidewalk, searching for an open shop. Your heart leaps as you spot a door propped open by a heavy cast iron statue of a boot. You grin as you poke your head in and spy all the books lining the shelves. Perfect, you mutter, and head inside. The shopkeeper's nose is buried in a book as they sip a cup of coffee by the register, so you just slip into the first aisle to peruse the shelves. You want something different, and in the science fiction and fantasy section, you spot a slim navy blue novella with red and white on it. It looks like a good gift, but you decide to read the first chapter to give it a try. There's a set of chairs and a table in the main window, so you settle in to read. Chapter 1. The Race I won't let her win. Not again. My sister and I have run this path along the river hundreds of times, and every time she's beaten me to the bridge. Come on, Yui! Issy shouts between huffs, her arms pumping at her sides. Stop calling me that. She shoves her shoulder into mine, laughing. Oh, you love it. Actually, ever since my best friend Jasper started using it, I don't mind it so much. But I'd never tell her that. Sunshine peeks through the trees as we race along the river. I'm surprised Mom let us off our chores so early in the day, but then again, it was Isildes who asked. When has she ever said no to her prized child? We round the bend and shoot out from within the forest. The narrow clearing snakes beside the river, leading us to the finish line, the stone bridge. The rapids off to my right are mild today, and I pretend the cascading water splashing along the rocks is a group of spectators cheering me on, pushing me to run faster, to win. Inside my chest, my lungs burn with each gasp of air, but I don't stop. Never has one of our races been this close before. Issy's breathing is in sync with mine. Usually during our races, she wears a taunting smile, always knowing she's going to win. But not today. I sneak a glance at my sister, whose cheeks are flushed behind the strands of black hair that have slipped free from her braid. Issy shoots me a wild look, and she shrills with frustration as I push ahead. That's when I know I've got her. I'm going to win. She catches up, but barely. We're so close, my hand smacks her hand, and she cries out, Stop hitting me, Ulyssa! Well, don't run so close! One foot in front of the other, I push ahead again. I'm pounding wet grass beneath the boots Dara Mom gave me. I'm convinced they are enchanted with good luck. They have to be. I've never been able to keep up with my little sister before, yet here I am, an arm's length ahead of her, the fastest youth in our village. I huff out a winded laugh. My feet are moving faster than ever before. It has to be the boots. Dara Mom's gifts are always special, not to mention I love the stories that accompany them. She's traveled every part of the eight regions, from quaint villages to congested grandbergs. The stone bridge is still a ways away, and amid our race, I imagine the story behind my boots. I picture Dara Mom buying them from somewhere in the Black Mountain region, the second most mystical place on Anuminus. She's told us many tales of her visits to the Black Mountain quarries, where powerful stones like the Arc Stone and Transessen Stone are mined. 
I imagine the origin of my lucky boots begins somewhere deep within the caves, beneath the mountain where sunlight never touches. A miner plucks a powerful stone free from the roots of the mountain. He then grinds the stone into a fine shimmering powder before taking it to the nearest Granberg, where he barters it away to a local bootmaker. The bootmaker casts a bonding amula, fusing the enchanted powder to the leather used to make my beautiful boots, thus empowering them with good luck. I'm probably wrong, and my boots are just boots, but if I finally beat Izzy at a race, then maybe, just maybe, they do possess a hint of enchantment. Lost in my thoughts, I misstep in the wet grass, trailing the embankment. My right foot slips from the edge, and I stumble toward the river. There's nothing graceful about my descent, arms flailing and feet dancing about. I try to find traction along the slope of the sandy embankment. Maybe my boots are not so lucky after all. I continue, stumbling forward, and for a split second, I think I've got my footing under control. But, because I'm my da's daughter, and my brain and body don't always work at the same time, my upper body teeters out over the water. Instinctively, my right foot stretches out and plunges into the shallows of the river, while my left drags along the sand. Panic quickly fills me as icy cold water gushes around my leg, spilling over the top of my leather boot. I shriek, and the sound echoes up and over the river and into the red umber forest, disturbing a flock of sparrows nesting in the treetops. They take flight creating a shadow as big as a storm cloud, momentarily shading me from the midday sun. The panic swelling inside me isn't because I'm sad or even mad that I ruined one of my brand new boots. No, the fear that consumes me comes from how mom will react when she sees what I've done. I should be used to the disappointed looks she's constantly giving me, yet each scowl, each shake of her head, crushes me more inside every day. Even before we get to the stone bridge, the race is over, and I've lost once again. You close the book, The Red Umber Forest, by Kimberly Grimes, and look around. At some point, the shopkeeper brought you your very own cup of coffee, and you hadn't even noticed. In fact, you hadn't even known this bookshop was here. A remark that you make to the shopkeeper as you thank them for the coffee and pay for your book. They smile enigmatically and glance at the cat perched in the window at the side of the shop. Book in hand, you thank them profusely and head back into the morning light, hurrying back down the lane. But before you turn the corner, you glance back at the wooden sign hanging above the shop, which reads, Fictional Bookshop. This has been Fictional Bookshop, a podcast by Liz Delton. For more about Liz, visit LizDelton.com. The Red Umber Forest by Kimberly Grimes, read with the author's permission. For more about the author, visit KimberlyGrimes.com. For more visits to the fictional bookshop, give us a follow and come back anytime to explore a new book. Next week, come back for Witch Stone, book one in the Witch of Wyvern series by Mandy O'Dell, and join us for an epic season finale the week after that, before we take our planned season break. The bookshop will be back on October 3rd with some epic and spooky stories just in time for fall. Thank you.